All right. Um, this is not a political conversation. I'm not talking about whether we should be pro-gun. It's not about gun control. It's not this is about. I mean, I guess it's related. But it's not, that's not what I want to talk about. Um, uh, the very, very unfortunate reality is that I've actually um, had some, like, conversation with people about uh, this question. Even I thought about it myself, even, like, you know, um, I'm not doing it. But, um, like, carrying guns in shul. Should people be carrying guns in shul? Uh, there was a discussion amongst people whether you would allow it. Without some, allow, if some people wanted to do so. So first of all, there's a there's a real um, there's a you got you know New York, uh, New Jersey law is pretty strict uh, in terms of concealed carry laws, but whatever. Um, but let's that's that's neither here nor there. I mean, it is here, but I'm saying. Um, but but let's let's. I think it's a question on people's mind. Um, what would the halacha say about a the idea of a person wanting to own a gun um, or any other serious weapon um, and secondly uh, and thirdly what would the halachas be about a gun in shul uh, can a person bring a gun into a shul uh, and can a gun what do you do with a gun on Shabbos in Yantif how does that how does that work um, obviously when it's like mamish pikuach nefesh in the moment there's no question that you can use a gun on Shabbos and a person can use a gun a person needs to defend themselves and knows how to defend themselves it's not really a question the question is what happens when you're in this kind of like we'll get there as we move along but but let's talk. Let's just go one one issue at a time. Um, so issue number one is: Can a Jewish person own a gun? Is there a reason why a Jewish person shouldn't own a gun? You want one? Oh. Thank you. Um, is there what you know? What what's even the question? So it's a real question. What would what would Shiloh be? Why would I say? Why would you say maybe no? Because God God always protects you. Oh, so it's a lack of bitachon. It's a lack of bitachon. We're going to get there, actually. A little bit. No, a little bit. Right? Yeah, it's a little bit. A little bit, right? Uh, but we'll see a little bit about that later. Uh, what else, though? Yeah. yeah, it's dangerous. Right? It's dangerous. Right? You're not supposed to... Uh, the Gemara talks about you shouldn't have a... You shouldn't own a kelav ra. This is not such a place to talk about having a dog, right? But you shouldn't have a dog. You shouldn't have a bad dog. No, 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 no. Not any dog, but a bad dog. Like owning a pit bull, some people might say, right? No, pit bulls are really good. Okay, whatever. But, <laughs> but own, owning a dangerous animal is a big child in the Gemara because this positive you shouldn't have blood in your house, meaning you shouldn't. Let's just take a look at the Rambam, right? It's in source number one. It's a Rambam. Whether it's a roof or whether it's anything else. That a person can have in their house, that a person could yikashelba, stumble upon it. Right? It doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to fall down. It could mean that it's going to cause them to get hurt. go in be'er or bor You have a well or some kind of you know hole in, in your uh, in your chaser. You have a, a pool in your house, right? You have to put a fence around it. Ten or cover it. An open should fall in it and, and, and die. Any, any, um, any item that could cause danger to life. To get rid of it. To protect yourself from it. To be very, very careful. Right? If you don't get rid of the dangerous things on your property, and you know, it doesn't even say, and someone gets hurt. Forget someone gets hurt. Someone gets hurt, that's what Vakama. That's the question. You did Hezek now, you, you hurt somebody. But this is before, you did it, before anybody gets hurt. You leave dangerous things in your house, in your property, and people could get hurt. That is a violation of the din of Lotasim. It's a bitl mitzvah of Lotasim da mimi So that's very just an important point in general. Right? The responsibility a person has on their property is not just because someone could get hurt. Yeah, that's true. But even if no one gets hurt, as long as you haven't pr- provided those protectors, that, the protection so that people come into your house, don't get injured. So you, you're, you're in constant violation of that, of that, uh, of that halacha. Okay, so the Sefer Chinuch talks about this, actually in source number three. It's the same, the same din. Don't leave things around that people are going to get hurt. 
ועל זה נאמר לא תשים דמים בביסך. ואומרים בספרי, ועשית שמחת לגייך, you should put a, a roof, a, 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 a fence around the roof, עשה, ולא תשים דמים בביסך, לא תעשה. אז מיסטר סמיס לא תעשה, one, to make sure you make a maka, right, to put a, a, a fence on your roof, and also lo tasin dami besecha, that's a lo sasei. If you don't do it, right, you're violating the lo sasei of, of uh, hurting, of allowing people, leaving something that someone could get hurt. Um, but it's interesting, the chinuch sends you back, mishar she'a mitzvah, he always gives you some type of like, you know, uh, theology, some hashkafa, in terms of, uh, in philosophy, trying to understand what the, what the, what the iser is, the mitzvah is, so he says here, look, one mitzvah before. Right? Why? Because the two go next, next to other. Making the mitzvah of makeh, of making a fence on your roof, and the mitzvah of don't, uh, don't allow people to get hurt in your house. Or not having items that people can get hurt. So he so takes you back to source number two. Mishar she'a mitzvah. Okay? And this is exactly the point you made before. Mishar she'a mitzvah lefi she'am she'im hayos ha'shem baruchu mashkiach b'prate b'nei adam. We know that God is watching over everything that happens. V'yodeya kol ma'asehem, and he knows everything that we're doing. V'chol ha'shayikor lahem tov ora b'gzeirasov mitzvaso, the v'yizachusan o'chayuvam, everything that happens to us, Hashem is uh, causing it to happen. Oki inya sh'amru zikhonu mevachat gemarazuz n'chulin, in adam nokef etzibahum yalmata, el imkein machrizin alav yalmala, a person doesn't bang, you know, bang their thumb without a shparuch of being gozer, that should happen. So, that's the argument of God is in control of everything, right? Still so to be careful, even though God can do whatever He wants, you have to be careful. God still created the world and made it work in a natural in a natural order. He made fire burn and water put out fire. He made the nature of a, of a big rock falls on your head; it's going to kill you, right? If a person falls off a roof, they're going to die. God created the natural order also. So just because God could, in theory, step in and create miracles to make, you know, to avoid these things, but okay, don't test them, right? It's actually a mitzvah, right? That's what test God. Right? God created the natural order, so those things happen normally. So God created us with brains to protect ourselves. Basically, the point is that God gave us brains to, to be smart and to know how to protect ourselves. So God, made, God created the Teva. Yes, God is in control of the whole world, but He also made us human beings who know how to take care of ourselves. And therefore, He, he asked us to be careful with our bodies and to, be, and, and to, and to protect ourselves. So that's just, a, again, that's not a yes or no, right? That's a, but that's, the point is that the idea of gun ownership um, is a real question of safety. So there are lots of ways to put in safeguards when people own guns. I know lots of people who do own guns, uh, particularly in Eretz Israel, but in other places also. And you have a safe, there's, a, there's safeguards people put into play. And you can, you can do that if you're smart about it. Um, much, much more difficult and more dangerous when you have younger children, much better when you don't. Um, but the, you know, certainly people who know what they're doing, and they do it in a, in a responsible way. But a person who would purchase a gun and then not be smart about keeping it would certainly be in violation of this is there. Right. Two, possibly. Of putting a mechshol in their house and not being careful to, to protect it. I don't think that the, I don't know if you can argue from any mamari chazal that that owning a gun in a scenario a person feels it's really necessary for self defense is is itself a violation of this din as long as the person does is, is safe about it and does is smart about it. How do you how you magdi or how do you define exactly what's how to be safe about it? Presumably, what people normally do, right? That means. A safe, if that means placing the, you know, the, the magazine in one place and the gun in a different place, whatever it is that people do, whatever is normal, the nor- normal gun safety lechora um, applies in that scenario. But um, but it's just something to think about. It's not as simple as since I have the right to own a gun, so I can just own a gun. It, there's certainly halachas a lot to say about the safety 
requirements and the safety measures a person puts into place, not just by owning a gun, but for our conversation, certainly for them. But let's say a person makes a decision and decides that, and they are, get, the, get, a, get a permit to carry a gun. Let's say they do that, okay? Um, the, yeah. There is a question if, if, uh, if you think it's, uh, if you have to, I'm just, I'm going to say this. 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 That you have to. That you have to. The question is, is there a scenario, we're talking about being allowed. Is there ever a situation where a person is required <coughs> to, to, have, to, 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 to have a weapon? I don't know. Uh, I mean, it may not be on the individual, but on the, on the community. Washington Yeah, I'm saying, like, depend where you are. Again, like a person who, like, lives in, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, people who live in very dangerous yeah. places. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure. You could, you could argue in that situation, though, that... Are you the, yeah, the argument could be if you have to live in a place where you have to have a oh. gun to be safe, you could you could argue right that it's then that you shouldn't be, be living in such a place. Right, I get a I'm not right. I'm just saying you you could you could make a rational argument that says if to live in such a place you'd have to have a gun, it could be that's us to live in such a place. Oh, right? you could. My you brother could, lives in the Beit and his and his wife carries a gun in her skirt. Yeah, she, so she has one. actually that's also a shayla. Right, what's a shayla? For a woman to carry a gun. Big conversation. Oh. We assume if it's Sakana, that's mutter. If it's really dangerous, that's yeah. like. Yeah. But, uh, but we assume in a situation where it's really dangerous, that's mutter. But, uh, but it's a conversation. Big conversation. She has a big gun. Yeah. Like one you of those. Like, big ones. Yeah. Because men carry guns. Is there an Indian. Of, yeah, it's a real, it's a real that, discussion that, in the, in the post. As, as Daniel was saying, is there an Indian yeah. field to protect the community whereby. You know, like, I mean, if you, if you look at the Chumash, or certainly through uh-huh. early parts of the No, I think absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like we were a warring nation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? No, I think, I think no, arguing that you have to put in protections. Conquered. Yeah, absolutely. Look, we've, we've had so many conversations about, about preservation of life, protecting yourself, doing things that are smart for your body. Instead of the Chorah, you have to say that the, that the same is going to apply for community. To put in safeguards for community would be halakhically required. I think you have to say that. Um, yeah, absolutely. But, let's get, but this is a very interesting conversation. Is there any reason why a gun... Again, um, every time you have a conversation, this type of conversation, when it's right? This is like when you're like in that kind of middle, middle place. You're not totally sure. You know. but, but can you bring a gun into shul? Can you bring a gun into shul? So the Kobo, and so I before, the Kobo is actually a Rishon. The Kobo writes, quotes the Maharam, who says, so I before, you can't go into a shul with a long knife, like with a sword. Okay? Why not? Because tfila lengthens the life of a person. But a sword shortens life. Where do we have this in another, another scenario? There's another situation where we make this exact point. Yeah. Another halacha related not to a shul but to a base hamikdash. Yes, that the mizbeach has, can't be made of cut stones because because you're not supposed to use any metal in creating the mizbeach for the same reason because 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 metal shortens the life of people and the mizbeach lengthens life lengthens life. Good thing the mall has a short. Yes. I keep bringing it into shul. Bringing it into shul. Yeah. It's a tiny sword. <laughs> so, um, uh, even to put it in your pocket, possibly. Oh, sorry, it's a, uh, that's with your with your wallet. So another another halacha when it comes to uh, going into shul. These these concept these conversations about bringing a, a weapon into shul are connected in all the you know all the different places in the conversation about is it mutter to bring. You can't. You're not supposed to go to the higher bias with your wallet or with your, your money belt or whatever. Your shoe, you know, all that stuff. So same thing into a shul. Certain things you're not supposed to bring into a shul. So look at the source number five. Um, it's not as much as into the shops. It's just bringing it's into just a into shul. Stam, on a weekday. Wasn't there a case uh, years ago uh, in, in Israel in one of the yeshivas where the, uh, they left the guns outside and then they were attacked in, inside the base medrash and they couldn't get their own weapons? It's possible. I don't know. I don't, I don't know such a story, but it's, I, 
it's definitely possible. I remember clearly. Okay. So, so, so there are actually a lot of uh, a number of Gemaras that talk about this. Because Gemara Sanhedrin, source number five, which talks about uh, it's talking about Pinchas, and it says about Pinchas, Rabbi Yisroch Amar Belazar, Rosh Abam Malfi Hishlas Baam. So uh, Pinchas saw, you know, Zimri and Kaz were doing what they were doing, and Rabbi Yisroch was getting very upset. So what did he do? Come. He gets up from amongst the group and he takes a takes a you know a spear. So you see from here you can't bring weapons into Beis Hamidrash. Why? Because Pinchas got up and he left, got the Romach and he went. So what do you see? The Romach wasn't wasn't in the Beis Hamidrash. It was outside. Right. So that's one of the proofs they use that you see it has to be outside the Beis Hamidrash. Which is interesting. You see there, but there are contradictory Gemaras on this. The Gemara says Hedrin Daftari Dal. It's a different story. Am Revisach Nafcha Chovel Olshos Ancheriv Mipnei Shemano Mipnei Shemno Shachiskiyahu. Basically, the Chiskiyahu ran a tremendous tshuva uh, movement when Chiskiyahu was the king, and he got rid of all the Avodah Zarah, etc. And what happens? He said, because the, the Shemen of Chizkiyot was lit, light, lit all the time, and the Shuvahs and the Medrash were staying up late learning. Instead of the story of Chizkiyot, they found a safe for Torah, no one could even read it. It was like you know, the, how far people were from Torah, and he brought everybody back. What happened? Ma'a, so what did he do? He took a, a, a sword, and he stuck it into the, to the door of the Beis HaMedrash. Ve'amar, If you don't learn, we're going to kill you. Right? Meaning, not literally, I don't think, but meaning, they, they get everybody, this wasn't a choice. Everyone had to get back into learning. So, uh, you went from Dan to Beersheva, no person was on Amaretz, everyone was a Tam Chacham, and he, whatever, the bottom line is they found all kinds of, you know, in his generation, people knew Torah like crazy because they really pushed it very, very hard. But, about, but the, the reason this is quoted in these conversations is they put the sword in the base of Medrash, right? I thought you were not supposed to bring the sword in the base of Medrash. Ah, so it was in the doorway, it wasn't inside, fine. So take a look at source number seven. Says Shachana. Now we we'll get to the real stuff. Says not real stuff. I say, right? Yeah, it's good, right? Says Shachana. Hilchos beis hakenesses. Mutarli kanesses beis hakenesses. B'makalo, you can go with your with your staff, etc. And then he says, V'yish osrim likanispo besakina roch oberosh migula. You can't go into into a beis hamedrash into a beis hakenesses with a long sword or with your head uncovered. You're going to see it's actually an interesting conversation why you connect the long sword with their head uncovered. So it's a very interesting task. Take a look at this task. It starts to raise. So the task is a, is, a, is a parish in the Shulchan Aruch, and he says as follows. Why Sakina Roch? He says, Lefisha Tfila Marechas Marechas Yamosha Adam Vesakim Nekateres. We mentioned this before. Right? It makes a Vakaimalan the Kan Mashma de Vesakin She Inuaroch. So why is that a long sword? Because it's short, a little knife, so we're not really so worried it's not going to shorten the life of people. Okay. But he goes further. He says, in the Simen Kuf Bey, you see from the, the Beis Yosef quotes, that, Right, so we have, This you've probably heard before, right? Then it comes time to bench, you ever seen people take the knives off the table? Right? Ever seen that before? Never seen that. Because you're cleaned up. No, so, some, so there's some places if you have a minog to take the knives off the table when you when you bench. Okay. Um, usually it's because you just have little plastic spoons from like the ices and the right. That's probably why. But but there's such a minog. Why? The fishu mekatzer v'chulei. Okay. V'ashulchan marich yadei yimei ha'adam. Ve'eno din she yanif ha'mekatzer al marich. Uh, ever heard the concept Shulchan Kamomiz Beach? I had a friend of mine when I was a kid, uh, when I was, we would sit on the table in the house, his mom would yell at us and say, Shulchan Kamomiz Beach. Why is it Shulchan Kamomiz Beach? Because the Shulchan becomes in your house the place where you do all kinds of mitzvahs. You can do chesed, you can speak to Torah, you do a chesed zorchim. The, the, the table of the house becomes like the central place of Avodah Hashem. In fact, Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar quotes a minog that people used to be buried. They would, when they would die, they would take their dining room table and they would chop it up and use it as the arum when they were buried. Because the, because the, the, the wood of your table was the, the main place where you, where you did your mitzvahs in the house. You learned at the table, etc. So, so 
Anyways, so the point being, this same minog is that they would remove the knife from the table for the same exact reason. The table's like the mizbeach in this case, right? However, however, the halacha there is not that they would remove them. He said, just to cover them, just to cover them up. So the Taz says, um, and you see there, he says, right? They worried about any knife. It wasn't only long knives, any knife. What's the difference? Why over there can you cover them? And why they're over there, they were about any size. So he says, He said, if, In Yeshul, if it's a very, very big, big sword, you can't cover it up. It's too big. Right? But a very small one, that you could do. Right? But when, on a table, every, every, every knife is short. You can cover them all up, so it's not an issue. says, so in, in the house also, he says, to make them take all the knives off the table, that's already annoying. That's harder to do. She so just let them cover it up. And he says also the same thing in the shul to make the person take that big, you know, to take take the knife out, etc., bring it back. That's annoying. So if you can cover it up, that's enough. And the bottom line is the Taz wants to argue that similar to this case of the case of the the knives on the table, that the minute is just to cover them. If you would just cover the sword, that would be okay. That would be okay. Meaning the whole reason not to do so is like a philosophy. It's not right. You're in a, in a shul. You don't bring weapons into a shul. You did a daven to talk about the things that bring life and extend life. You don't have a, a symbol of that which shortens life. So what do you do? He says, it's you covered up. You covered up. Yeah. How do we know they're even talking about our case? Meaning our case is... Bezmana a sword? Zed. A long sword? No, Bezmana Zed is a real sakana. We're not... He's just talking stun. Isn't he? I mean, we. I mean, why did they bring why did they bring swords into the shul? People, I assume, carried. I mean, weapons because they were worried about people going to kill them. So we have a situation where a real there's a threat. We're targeted now in a unique way. Oh yeah, yeah. And there's no accounting for that in this discussion at all. So how do we know we've been talking apples and apples? It's a good question. I mean, presumably, in medieval times, Jewish blood was even cheaper then. And people weird, were targeted all the time. They killed all the time. The point if that was the case, why wouldn't they bring that in the discussion? To say, but it's so dangerous, that obviously. Right. Exactly. Right. So, maybe, that, maybe, so maybe, maybe there's, I would argue, maybe it's almost, it's almost exactly the same situation, which is basically that there's not a specific threat right now at every moment, right? But there's a concern. And there's always a concern. The concern is a real concern today, right? I think five years ago or ten years ago, we would have said, come on, right? Um, now we're much more, you know, aware of it. But I think in, in, in Europe, in the 1600s and 1700s, there was always concerns about pogroms or things that were going to happen. And they had, again, was it an, an, you know, an imminent threat at that moment? Probably not. But their concerns about Nittelnacht, you didn't go out because the, the government was going to kill you, um, was a real thing, right? So we don't have that now. So to argue that their concerns were... It was less dangerous then than it is now. I don't know if that's really true. You're right. I don't the, know when the Taz lives. The Taz lives in like the 1700s, 1700s in, in Eastern Europe. Rough times. So not it's not a happy time for the Jewish people, right? It's after Chmelitsky, you know what I mean. But this is like this is not yeah, yeah. this is not safe safe times for the Jewish people. So it's, it's probably I, I would argue that would probably been safer than they were. But but even so, maybe it's maybe similar, mm-hmm. right? There's a concern enough that I'm bringing a weapon with me to shul. Right, but but how, do we just say it's dangerous so all things go? Or you say no, you're gonna bring it to shul. We get it. You need to bring it to shul, but at least you're gonna bring it to shul. You should cover it up. Right, it's precisely because we don't know when it's gonna happen. Exactly. Obviously, exactly. When it occurs, it's obviously a mitzvah to have it. Exactly. Because we don't, you don't know. We're not tipped off. Exactly. Like we're gonna see that in, in the, some of the chuvas at the end. Yes, that we don't. You don't at any moment. You might need it, but it doesn't mean that we still shouldn't be sensitive to the kedushas based akenesis. This is connected to kedushas based akenesis, right? How do you, how do you uh, it's all about the talachas, how do you dress in shul, what you can do in shul, how can you, do, you like to talk in shul, all things that you can, do, can and cannot do in a shul. So one of these things is, can you bring a weapon into shul? Because it comes to that, how do you treat a shul? Right? So it, seems, it clearly doesn't fit in with the, with the ambiance and the atmosphere of a shul to have 
a big sword sticking out of your back, right? So the so so this is like that. So Taz is saying, but it shouldn't be any different than the knives on the table that don't fit in there. For we cover them. So so same thing over here. Covering it should be should should suffice. It's just that it's so big, the big one. So it's probably hard to cover. Fine. Look at the Archashochan. Source number nine. Because Rabbi Nebes Yosef, Yesh Oshim Mikanes Vobe Sakina Roch Oberosh Migula. What's the connection between uh, a long sword and uh, uncovered head? Always can have your head uncovered. What do you mean the head's uncovered? It means, the, it means when the top of the knife is, of the sword is uncovered. Right, you can't bring a knife into a sword into shul if it's uncovered on top. You can see it, right? Sheina uh, bekis, it's not in its sheath. bekis um, mutter, but if it's in, if it's in its covering, then that's okay. V'lachen dafka sakin aroch monoso tachas because a small knife, everyone knows small knives. You're leaving your no in your boot, your boot, whatever it is that you place there, right? O bekiso, right? Uh, why? But like we said before, because Barzel, the, 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 the metal shortens the life. And the Mishnah Bruce says the base, the same, same, same exact idea. Um, fine, he says the same thing. Eli Rab also says, shouldn't be machmer as long as it's, as long as it's not covered. Okay. So, the, yeah. We all learned about the, the, I don't know if it was children or just students learning, and then when the Romans would, the Romans or the Greeks, but they would pretend to be shooting bows and arrows. They were pretend to be shooting. I think they pretend to be playing dreidel. He's talking about also bows and arrows. Also bows and arrows. Oh, that's why you shoot bows and arrows on live bomber or whatever. I don't know that is. That's a good question. I don't know. No, it's good. I thought. I thought. The, I thought it was that they would, they would think they're learning and they would be playing dreidel. On live bomber. I don't know. It's a different shear. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't remember. Good question. Learning, then it'd be a good question. How could they have bows and arrows in the shul? And the answer would be presumably it was mamish sakanas nefashos. Right? Presumably that would be the answer. Like we said, mamish sakanas nefashos is not what I'm talking about, you know. But um, we're fine. So in Nechamadas, um, uh, Ravai Yosef talks about this question. Is the, is the implication in the base of Mikdash there were no weapons around? Yes. Yeah, presumably you didn't go into the base of Mikdash with, 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 with weaponry. Yes, correct. So, but there's no one. There was no one guarding the outside. I don't know. They had no guards. The Romans took it. What? With with Neshek. I don't know. Did they? I don't know. I don't know. That's a question. I don't know. Um, but take a look at Ravadia brings this right to 2000, and he wasn't 2019, but whatever it was, whatever year he was a shuva, uh, talks about this exact question. Basically, talks about soldiers. Carrying guns into shul. Can soldiers carry guns into shul? So he says, um, he talks about the, the long knife that we've been talking about. Um, so he says something very interesting, though. He says that the reason is the long knife. You're not supposed to have a, you know, a sword with you because the sword shortens life and tefillah lengthens life. He says, so when you daven at home, you also shouldn't have a gun on you. He goes, even when you daven at home, you should take it off. Right? He says, look at look in the second line at the at the end of the line. He says, He says, should be careful. But if that was true, then he shouldn't put it in hilchos tefillah, not in not the halachas of of a shul, right? In hilchos tefillah, he talks about things you can't hold in your hand when you daven, things like that, right? But here, um, it's talking about the halachas of a shul. So Ella Vada the Mashma, the Mashma So it's not a halacha. He says, Lachar, this is not a din in davening. It's a din in, in, in shul. Right? It's really bad how to treat the, treat the sanctuary. I skipped a lot because Revited Shuvas are always very long. So this one too. He says, Shechayav alechad im nishko. Nishko, nishko? Nishko. Nishko. Biglasi bot bilchoniyot v'chadome. Right, the chayal needs to carry his gum with him all the time for, for, uh, 
for security reasons. Vim Yifrok Nishko Mialav Beit Knisatola Bidakneset. Efshesh Yirgom is Sakana Koshi, if he puts it down somewhere or whatever. Yeah, you can't do that, right? You can go to jail, no? If you lose your gun, you go to jail, right? Yeah, 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 it's a big deal. Um, when, when people dive in shul, it's good when you came tonight. If people, when, it's, when, when a chayal goes into a Beit HaKnesset, and he dives in Shemun Esri, he keeps his gun on, on his body, or he puts it next to him? Uh, it depends. There are some people who put it in the yeah. If it's inside the base. Uh-huh. But if they're like out, if they're like somewhere. they wear, they wear. Yeah. 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 Rashali Kanesa Bida Knesli the Pahash Imnishko, you can go and dive in with your with your weapon. Shizehu Kidin Sakin, Shaino Aruch, Shimutali Kanes, Bol Bida Knesli, Palo, it's the same halacha. Ube Frat Lafima Shakasava Gonrachil Micha Epsin we saw in the Archa Shokhan. Um Shaklinishko Shokhaya Mishare. Oh, so we're gonna see a different halacha. The Archa Shokhan's gonna say, we're gonna see in a minute, we're gonna talk about the din of Muksa. It's two questions. Muksa, Shabbos, Muksa and Hotza. Can you wear your gun? Right, if it's violating hotzah, there's no eruv. So our chashokhan says bechidish. He says the halacha is that if something is is a is a part of your clothing, right, be- you'll have to walk in the street even then an eruv with your belt on. Why? It's part of your clothing. You can wear a tie out in the street. It's part of your clothing, right? So, so that's why the old days, right? People used to have tie clips that were the key to their house. There was a guy in my shul when I was a kid who had a, a tie clip that was a key. My grandfather. You never see that anymore, yeah. right? That was like right because. Photoshop's like because <laughs> why? Because you can't just you can't just produce just I'll wear a bracelet and have my key hang. It doesn't work. Right? The 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 key has to be part of the of the tachshit. Has to be part of the Kyle decoration. Shabbos belt. Shabbos belt. But but a Shabbos belt is that the key is part is part of the lock. Right. Part of the whatever you call it. The the, the mechanism. So the same thing. The key was part of the clip. So 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 the Rosh says that for a soldier, the Rosh Hashanah is talking before there's an Israeli army. He says, for a soldier, your weapon is part of your clothing. As he wants to argue. He gets, not most posts don't agree with him. But, um, but it's interesting. It's an interesting point. So he says... Right, you don't right? Right. Okay. There you go. So he says, so he's to keep it on while you dive in, He's saying would be uh, would be okay. Um, fine. Um, so he says, "Avab din zeshi yikarosh anui b'machloket." It's already machloket. So any davar muskam that no one agrees, no one agrees for sure about anything about this. Nirosh yesh lahakol, which we make them. Uh, certainly because of the tour, because of the tour, etc. Because um, of the task. Umikoshekein imaneshak michuset tachabidi. I can't certainly if it's covered up. Um, fine, and the, the bottom line is v'sikum nachon for atzui me'od shachayah nechnasa b'lakneset. This pelel yechaset nishko tachad v'kadav. The best thing is to cover it up. V'lo yirachut you shouldn't see it outside the clothing. V'im yefsha lo lachasoto kagon rove v'kadom. You have a rifle or something very big, you can't cover it up. Yesh tzorach sheyusa nishko imo b'glas siba b'tchonit. Chayotz b'zeh. You have some security reason to carry it. Yesh la'akeli kanesim neneshek l'b'lakneset. If I ask my brother who lives in Afrat. I said, are people makbid to carry, uh, to, to cover their guns? There are lots of people who carry, who, uh, who are carrying, you know, pistols, etc. And they're, in their, you know, they wear, they wear it in their, in their pants. So I said, are they makbid to cover it up and they daven? So he said he's seen some people do that, but he thinks the minag, in, like in the shuls where he davens, that people are not makbid to cover the, to cover the guns when they, uh, when they daven. But, um, but certainly, you know, this idea is certainly, uh, you know, uh, you know, the, the, the revised seem to think that that's l'chachila, but the other person can't do it, which shouldn't be okay. But the bottom line is, it would seem from this that if there was a security reason for a person carrying a gun, 
So yeah, maybe you should carry the gun concealed, but they certainly can, uh, to bring it into a shul would be permissible in that situation. And that's without the issue being mamish emergent, right? But just if it's for some type of security reason, some type of tzorah for it, so it would seem to be uh, appropriate. Um, I was having conversations recently with some of the security guys about what the, you know, what's the current rationale, what's the current thought about, is it necessary, not necessary, whatever. So if the, if the, if the recommendation of the security, of, the, of their you know, uh, what do you call the guys? The security, uh, no, this, their security um, consultant. consultant would be that someone should, should carry a gun and then be no shayla. That would be permissible to carry it, to carry it in shul, right? Um, maybe ideally covered, but certainly. And if, by the way, if for some reason they felt that covering the gun makes it harder to get to and would make it, you know, uh, less safe, so then presumably be provided, not to, not, not to, not to conceal it. Or it's illegal. Illegal to... Oh, that can be illegal, you're saying. Yeah. Right, right, right. Concealed carry can be worse. Correct. Right, that would be against the law. Absolutely, right. So then, if the only way to carry it and you need it, then presumably you can rely on a provider who would say I you carry it outside. the rabbi standard. Probably not. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but the... Uh, I saw someone talking like, oh, you should have it like in a case. And that way, if people are tra- trained, someone can go and grab it. I don't know. That makes me very nervous. Um, I don't like that idea. Um, fine, but what about what about the Shabbos issues? Is a gun muksa? Well, it's before that, can you carry a gun on Shabbos? But you seem to just say that they said you could only carry it if it's part of your exactly. Program. So the the answer is you would generally be no. That without a without an error of source number twelve, you can't go out with these things on Shabbos. They're not attached, they're not part of your clothing, and therefore it's being Yisra Hotza to, uh, to carry them. Um, so Shulchan Aruch says the same thing. Right? If it's, if it's, if it's, uh, if it's not something that is typically part of your clothing, and it's things you take off, etc., so that would not be, not be permissible. And he gives the example of weapons. You shouldn't go out with weapons on Shabbos. Okay, the Rechashulchan Shashim Rafat already told you. He says this idea that the clothing of a, that part of the clothing of a soldier is his weaponry, and therefore he thinks it'd be, it would be permissible, even without an Eruf, for a soldier to go around carrying a gun, carrying a, you know, a weapon. But look at the Shemir Shabbos. But fine, that, that's the occasion of carrying, but that's not our issue, anyways. We have, a, we have, a, we have an Eruf, so that's not going to be a problem for us. Um, but what about Muksa? Is it got Muksa? Yeah. Why? What's that? What is it? What kind of what kind of kli is it? Is it kli shemachtal iser? Kli shemachtal is it? Is it muksa machmas chesaron kis? Yeah. What do you say? Fundamentally. What? The gun operation. Like a match. Yeah, operating a gun is a, is a malacha. Is a malacha daraisa. Yeah. So it should be a kli shemachtal iser. Firing a gun is 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 a malacha. So it should be a kli shemachtal iser. Rav Goren argues that since the gun is to be used for the protection of Am Yisrael or whatever, which is like for a mitzvah, so he says in that case, um, it, it, it's for self-defense. So it can't be Kalish Machtal it's Kalish Machtal Heter, because it's for, what, it's mutter, it's for self-defense. That's what it's made for, right? It's Bikoch Nefesh. It's not going to be used for any other thing other than Bikoch Nefesh. Right. I mean, except if you fire it to practice. Right, but but yes, it's for that purpose. So he wants to say, by definition, it's a kishmas al header. That's uh, it's still a hard, it's still hard to define it that way. Come on, tefillin. Come on, the klishal mitzvah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, it could be that's done. It's the, the done for a mitzvah. The defense of a country is a mitzvah. Or defense of a human being. Defense of a human being. So, no, but only because it's a mitzvah. It's, 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 it's an ongoing mitzvah right. while you own it, while you're talking about it. It's because you can't write well, 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 on job. The only reason it's filmed in mitzvah is because you can't write well on job. The only reason it's filmed in mitzvah is because you don't use it on job. But a gun could have a purpose. I can't turn off my oven to cook food for thousands of months. It's only because it's because the nefesh right. that it overcomes. No, but turning on, your, turning on your oven on Shabbos would not be a tzarek because you cannot like, cook on Shabbos. You could fire a gun in self defense on Shabbos. Right, because it's because nefesh. Right, I'm just saying. You're saying what if cooking would be because nefesh? Right. But the difference is that cooking is not fundamentally because nefesh. No, so right? A gun is yeah, fundamentally. So the act needs to happen. The 
Right, but the only but, but the government's argument is the only the only time it's used is right. a cooking can it's what happens every day. For not growing so Correct. Which is Dokha Shabbos. But he would I think he would only say that for a soldier. In other words, a, a gun as an Why? Because you could just be throwing a fire. Hunter. You could be a fire hunter. We're all fire hunter. Hunter, a hunter, hunter. Okay. So, so, take, fire so take a look at this. Take a look. This is interesting. Take a look at this. Mishab Tzil Chasa writes as follows. Also, the Tatel Kali Shemachtol the Iser. So, the simple Peshat is a Kali Shemachtol the Iser. The simple Peshat is that, of course, it's cool. But the simple shot is that it's a malacha. That's a malacha. You fire a gun, it's uh, causing an explosion. So that's uh, that that that's an answer. But again, he was going for that. Doesn't yeah. But uh, but fine. But there's a big torah to use it, right? So a klishvach l'isher can be can be moved. If you have some need some some need for to use it for some permitted pur- purpose, right? So if I have a if I have a hammer, right, which is typically used to uh, hammer nails, which is klishvach l'isher. Some Malach on Shabbos, but when you use that, that hammer to uh, crack, uh, you know, as a nutcracker, that's a mutter. You can do that. If you have no nutcracker available, you can use the, you can use the knife. You, know, you use the hammer. If you have uh, scissors, right? Scissors are klishvach So it's a big conversation. It's almost summer. It's a very important shayla. Uh, you want to cut open, you want to cut open ISIS. You can use the scissors. So if Moshe has a, big, has a tshuva where he says, the Torah Kufa is mutter, right? So you, you have a klishvach al iser, a scissors which is used for for uh, for malacha, but to use the Torah Kufa, I could use it for something that's permissible. Should be mutter. So Moshe says, as long as if you have a knife in the area, a knife around, you should use a knife. But if you have no knife, he says even in that room, you have no knife around, you could even use a scissors to cut open ices on Shabbos. You have a knife, you should use a knife. But if you don't have a knife, so scissors is permissible. That's, that's a classic example of klishvach al iser. But let's talk Gufo. It has a permitted purpose on Shabbos. So you can use a box cutter to open up, like, to cut up an ISIS. apple. ISIS. Right, 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 correct. Correct. A box cutter. Let's say you just put scissors for opening What? Let's say you just put scissors for opening ISIS. Yeah, but scissors, but, but at some, scissors are not only for, they're for cutting paper. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. So if you had a knife that you dedicated for hunting? No? I don't know. Um, a knife, by definition, is used for... <laughs> so fine. So take a look at this. Also, the tato klishem achtoleser. It's forbidden to move a klishem achtoleser. Kishat tilto hu rachat tzorech shmiraso shalakli. Shlo yizkalkil o shlo yigane. If you want to move it around, just so it doesn't get stolen. That you can't do. Um, and by the way, let's see. I mean, well, it's going to be different because it's going to be dangerous, probably. Achim huzaku klikliseh la'achar zman b'shab b'shashim 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 But if you're going to use that item... For something uh, you have a need for it later, you can move it in order to guard it. So this item is is it right now not necessary. I don't need it, but I might need it later. Then it's permit and in the, in the, it'll be a, permiss, a permissible purpose to move it. Then that's okay. I can even move it to just to guard it now. That's that's something that's a permissible need for it. And certainly to move it for some permissible use. Side point. You wanna, you know, you wanna, you use it for something that, you know, you wanna move the, the hammer, right? So you wanna get it, move it from it's outside. You wanna bring it inside. So you say, oh, I'll use the hammer to break a nut, and then you'll be able to bring it inside. So that's mutter, because even though you're, you're being, you're being you're using a chap to bring it in, but if you talk and use it, then it's okay. So on that halacha, in in the in the in the footnote. Neuvert is a student of uh, Shlomo Zalman Rebach. He writes as follows: Mikomakom nira derova veektach, right? A, a rifle or a, or a handgun kadelahato b'hem ema. Right? So what's the reason for carrying a handgun? This is source number sixteen now. Yeah, is that right? Shop your chashiv kitzorach gufa. Let's say I'm taking the I'm carrying the gun, not to shoot it, but in order to. If I carry a gun around and they know I and the enemies know I carry a gun around, deterrence. it's a deterrence. That is considered sorach gufo of the gun, right? So the fact that you carry the gun, if that itself makes creates a deterrent, that's sorach gufo. So even though the gun is a klisha machtol iser, using it sorach gufo, which is as a deterrent, will be permissible. That would be mutter. But it's so going to be covered so, if it's a deterrent? I mean, what? the whole thing with the deterrent is it's yeah. got to be visible. If you visible as a deterrent, it shouldn't be covering it about. 
if it's right, that's a good question. Does it become a deterrent if you're if maybe okay. that's a svar for those who want to carry it uncovered? Vidafka, because they don't work more as a deterrent if it's carried uncovered. It's an interesting point. Um, but the but the point is that's why he argues, um, and he says. The purpose of a gun in those situations is in order to, uh, in order to cause some type of, you know, uh, you know, deterrence, deterrence. In which case, even though a gun is, is according to most postcards, we assume a gun is muksa, be permissible to carry it if there was a, a deterrent, a need for deterrence. And certainly, if, if that's true though, then certainly if the, if the feeling is that the need to carry the gun is so that you have it in case of an emergency, that even more reason to assume that it'd be mutter to carry. Again, it all depends on the Matthias. Depends on what the security people are telling us. Is it really necessary? Is it really enough of a concern, etc., etc. So look at it, look at this chuva. Oh Allah shall tell of Yaakov Ariel. He's asked a similar question. And he says, uh Yaros its purpose is for, for protection. Do you say that because you need it, is it no longer muksa? Okay? So he says, um, so he makes this first point that, look, you know, even a, even a, even a knife used for, for a bris mila, right, which is mutra on Shabbos, so we say it's not muksa, right? The, 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 mila, the mila knife is not muksa because that's the mitzvah. Is to use a knife that has a purpose, it's a permissible purpose. Nevertheless, he wants to argue um, that in case of a gun, a gun is for pikuach nefesh. Pikuach nefesh is not is not hutra on Shabbos. It doesn't make Shabbos not exist. Right? It means that it's still Shabbos. Halacha Shabbos still apply, but Shabbos is techuya when it comes to pikuach nefesh. I can push off Yisurim because of Shabbos. So he says, with sorech zeh pikuach nefesh nimshach la orech kol Shabbos. But this case, the case of pikuach nefesh, applies to the whole Shabbos. The only reason, the only way it's going to work is if you're carrying it all the time. If they only carry it during certain hours, right, then it doesn't serve it doesn't serve its purpose. You have to carry it all the time. Because what are you going to do? Is this in your we have to carry we have to carry uh, guns around. Only someone knows what they're doing. Someone whose job is security and they know how to use it. Someone who really doesn't know what they're doing um, should not be carrying a gun on Shabbos. I mean, should be carrying a gun anyways if you don't know how to use it. Right? They used to say that with, uh, with you know, like when I was in Shalvim, they had the guy who would carry like the, like, the gun from like 1967. You know, like those like, really, really old guns. And they said like, yeah, like, you know, like they're really old ones. They said it's like, you know, it was really just like mamish deterrence. You know, like, you could be able to shoot the gun. You know, it was like they would like carry it around. It was like, uh, you know, whatever. But that would be a shallow. Right. So, so, so presumably for someone who's not, really can't use the gun, the gun's still... The point is, even if it's mutter for the, someone who needs the gun to carry it on Shabbos, it's still muksa. Right? So someone else, hey, can I see your gun? Can I hold it? Whatever. Forget the fact that it's dumb and you should be careful. But, but if, you, if you're being careful, whatever, you want to show the person. So on Shabbos, the answer would be no. Right? This, this happens to be, even though it seems like ticky-tack details, it's actually very important because what happens sometimes is when we have a terim to do things on Shabbos, we forget that it's Shabbos. Right? And we... And we uh, you know, all these types of heterim that apply in different cases of pikuach nefesh and things, it's like it becomes like, oh, Shabbos is over because I'm a person who, who's allowed to do certain malachos in certain situations. And the point here is that, no, that pikuach nefesh is duchuya, and that would mean that if a person is to be carrying a gun, okay, so they should carry a gun, but uh, no one should be... I'm not talking about you. I'm not talking about you. He used to ask my roommate to pick up milk on the way home from his hotel. I'm not talking about you. I'm not looking at anybody. I'm looking at the sheet. Um, but, uh, but, okay, and Echanami, that would also be a good example. I wasn't even thinking about that, but it's a good example also. But, the, but, uh, but he says... He says, "Ukashiyesh hara." When there's a, a, a like a, we're, we're told instructions. Shakomi shiyesh lo neshek yisoto tamibiklal chashas sakana. There are times when anyone has a gun should be carrying their gun. 
Right? That happens in Eretz Right? Anyone who's a, who's a card-carrying member should carry their gun. But, again, only if you know what you're doing. Because otherwise, otherwise it's muxa for you. Right? It's, it's fascinating. So he says, um, even in Milchama, he says, Milchama is Zuchuya. Shabbos comes Zuchuya when it comes to a case of Milchama. Um, okay, fine. And he makes one last point. V'ayin t'chum in the bottom paragraph. B'mamaro shal Rebbe Yashu b'meir ha-to'ein sh'imkeven sh'ikar sh'imusho shal Rebbe hula'atiya ha-reze k'klisham achto l'hetem. So he quotes this point. Right? Maybe you argue this is someone else, but it's the same argument that Goran made. So it should be a klisham achto l'hetem. Meaning the whole reason it's a deterrent is because of, the, because of the malacha that it does. Whether that's the shooting, whether that's the murder. But the point is that it's only because of the malacha can do that it has the purpose to deter. And therefore he says, therefore he wants to argue, um, fine. But the, the, the point is, the point is that um, I mean, it's a separate point, which is an important point. That even a, a scenario where it would be permissible to, 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 again, assuming that it would be safe, you know what you're doing. Number two, you have to assume that, that there's a, some type of security need to be doing so. But if that's true, it could be brought into a shul, it could be, it could be carried on Shabbos, um, but we shouldn't forget that it's Shabbos in those scenarios. I think the one other point that I think is important is that I, don't, I, I think it would be hard to argue and we didn't talk about this so much, but we talk about the nevuah of Yeshayo, right? Is that in the future, what's going to happen? All of our, all of our, that weapons will become, you know, turned into plowshares, right? The point being, we don't, we're not gun enthusiasts, right? We are not, ta- we, every case we're talking about until now is scenarios where we're concerned for safety. Concerned for safety, you have this terrible scenario that we're talking, even the fact that we're having this conversation is horrible. Right, that, that, that we are required to protect ourselves, so we talk about the idea of, of guns and, and weapons. Weapon, you know, Judaism, even though we have a lot of milchama in Tanakh, we're never enthusiasts about war, never enthusi- we're not, we don't hunt for sport. Right? We're not like, we, this is not our, uh, you know, something that we, really, that, that we like at all, but it's something that we are forced into when in certain situa- situations. And when we do, there are halachos that govern how to, how to, how to do so. But I, I think the question of like, you know, does halacha like guns? I don't know the halacha like guns. I think the halacha would want a person not to have a gun if they didn't have to have one. Um, the halacha also recognizes reality sometimes, and all the time, and realizes that in certain situations, a person has to, has to determine what's necessary and what's not necessary. And when they do, you know how to follow the halacha to, uh, to make it work. Okay. All right.